Ah, let's play a game. Four. Because I don't. Just confirm Blaine's ringer is going. So my mic is working. Hello. Hey, buddy. What's going on? Oh, not much, man. I was just watching that new A League of Their Own show. Oh yeah, any good? That's on my short list. Yeah, it's 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 all right. It it deviates heavily from the. The original film, but you know, same basic premise. All right, yeah. Well, they got to fill like what ten episodes as opposed to a couple hours. So, yeah, I'm like third episode in or something. You know, what's yeah. up to you, man? Not much, man. Just I uh, got the boys down. I hope started school. My I just we just had our fourth day of school, so we're back at it, back into yeah. it. Yeah, swing of things. Yeah, I start. In a week, I think. Hello? Nope, yep, 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 yep. Sorry. Yeah, that's all I was saying. Oh. Yeah, we, we start uh, oh, you start in a week. next week. Gotcha. Well, yeah. fun times, fun times. Yeah. Yeah. We are recording. No, yes, good. The uh, yeah. Remember the Zoom issue I had uh, yeah. last time? Yeah. Uh, all you know, you could have figured it out. I gave you all of the evidence, and it took me, you know, a while. But uh, I told you, like, I just replaced the batteries. Can't figure out why it's not working. Where's our recording? And then, like, I'm sitting there, and I'm just like staring at the thing, and I'm like, the batteries, the batteries, the batteries, the batteries. Then it hit me because. Whenever you replace the battery in the Zoom, I don't know if it's the same for yours, it resets the date back to, like, January 1st, 2008. Oh, yeah. So I replaced the batteries, and then when we recorded, you know, I always search by date, and I found our recording immediately. It was, like, you know, January 2nd, 2008, instead of, you know, where it's supposed to be, you know, numerically. So I was yeah, like, son of a bitch. There it was. Such an easy fix, and it took me far too long, and... 
super scared. Uh -oh. My boys are crying back there. Yeah, I knew this was going to happen. Everything was going well, and then usually the older one like hits the younger one right right as they're falling asleep. But I think my wife's on it, so we should be good. What's up with new you, man? What do you what have you been playing? Oh, I've been I've been playing quite a bit, man. I uh, other than the you know the two games that we discussed uh, for this episode, I I went and did a thing the other day where you know I was listening to this other podcast, um, Plotty Time. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, great podcast. Listen to it if you haven't already. Uh, but yeah, Papa Scotch, one of the, the guys on there, he was talking about how he like did 12 platinums in an hour. Jesus. And I was, I was like, okay, uh, my interest is peak. And yeah, apparently there's just like no end of games that cost like a dollar that all you have to do is either hold down a button or repeatedly press a button for about two to three minutes and you get like, anywhere from 40 you know 10 to 40 trophies including a platinum and i was like huh so you know i they also discussed that there's going to be some kind of reward program based on how many platinums you get you get like potentially money off of games or something with psn soon so i thought oh, you know, i'll drop a few bucks like i think i dropped under 20 but yeah i got uh 13 platinums in like an hour wow. <laughs> There are some just ridiculous games. There's this company, I forget their name, but they make all these games. They're called like the Bat B or the Sheep P or the Dog K. And it's literally just one screen and it'll have like a dog sitting there. And then you hold down R1 to feed it cookies and you just see a number that just rapidly is scrolling by. And every three to five seconds, you'll get a trophy, and the trophy will say, like, fed the dog, you know, a thousand cookies, fed the dog two thousand cookies, oh. and that's literally the game. Um, oh, wow. Also, paper, rock, scissors, did that one. All you have to do is get, like, every possible combination. You can do it within, like, two minutes, hmm. you know. Um, paper beats rock, draw with, or whatever, you know, all the different mm -hmm and uh all the ties and yeah i got that in like three minutes and yeah so you know i, I more than doubled my uh platinum score because i typically don't platinum games so i did that and wow. which was yeah, it was uh it was more fun than i thought it would be like it sounds lame as hell but like seeing just how bad these like they're comically horrible like these games uh you can't even call them games they're they're mm -hmm. ridiculously bad and the fact that somehow PlayStation's like, yeah, well, that that works, you know. Wow. <laughs> it's like, okay, sure. Uh, they're obviously just a platinum mining scheme that this company has come up with. They just barely do, you know, anything and put it out and make the platinum ridiculously easy to get and sell it for a buck, and there you go, you know. But it, it was interesting because they're they're just that bad, and some of the games. As you're playing them, the trophies actually give you facts about different things, like all the animal-based ones. It'll be like, did you know that a bat, blah, 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 you know, and you're like, oh, okay. So mildly educational in that regard, but uh, overall, not even games. Uh, but other than that, yeah, I started playing uh, Black Sad, which is, uh, so far, it's incredible. It's a little bit glitchy. Um it is like apparently it was really glitchy when it initially came out, which uh, it suffered some bad reviews because of that. Mm -hmm. But it's uh, based off a comic book that I had uh, never heard of. Um, 
it's like a film noir type of setting. I would guess that it takes place in like uh, the 1940s. The the one big differential is uh, it's <laughs> kind of like Chicken Police, um, all anthropomorphic, you know, animals. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you play as a cat, um, specifically a black cat, which is uh, important in this world because it's the 1940s and uh, racism is very much in swing um, within this universe as well. It's basically an alternate version of, you know, what we had, like timelines and everything are effectively the same, except, you know, all animals. And, um, you know, you're playing a black cat and, like, racism takes a, uh, a big part within the game. Um, it, it's pretty interesting. Uh, you're just trying to solve a case of this guy that uh, initially is thought to have hung himself. He's the owner of a boxing gym. And then as you investigate, you know, it, it twists this way and that. And uh, you, at different points in the game, you, you might think any number of people have done it kind of thing. And it plays, if you've played, um, well, any of the Telltale games, it plays a lot like those. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> in that, yeah, you, uh, you make a decision and it affects um, later uh, dialogue and gameplay, mm-hmm. but also it affects the statistics of your Blacksad. Um, oh, his name is John Blacksad, and you can look at your stats at any given time, and it'll tell you whether or not you're, you know, greedy or virtuous Ooh. or what, whatever else. You can make those raise and lower um, depending on your stats, and it affects the game accordingly. And yeah, it's uh, it's really fun. It's like I wish there was a run button. That's another big complaint I have with it. But yeah. other than that, uh, really loving it. Currently playing that. I want to say I'm like at least three fourths of the way through the game. Uh, I may try and platinum that one too. Although I think it will require another playthrough because there a, a lot of the stuff that you have to do, um, you have to do it both ways. You know, it's like. Uh, don't take the case, you know, or take the case, or play gotcha. the good cop, play the bad cop, you know, and they're the same scenario. But what's cool about that is you can um, uh, warp around to any of the previous uh, like scenes and do that specific scene over again, and then play the game from that point. Um, but uh, I miss so many things that I think I just have to start over from the beginning and, you know, choose accordingly to get all the different stuff. Also, there is a collectible system that is ridiculous in the game where you have to collect all these uh, baseball cards of Hall of Famers and they're like throughout the game and they do very well in a lot of them and hiding them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, in order to get a platinum, you have to collect all of them and... Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I missed a bunch at some point. I don't know. Cause, and there's, you know, you'd think maybe there'd be like 30 cards, but I think it's more like 90 or something. It is just a ridiculous amount. So, I, yeah, I'll probably have to use a guide or something. But a great game. Recommend it to anyone that likes, you know, Telltale games. It reminds me a lot of The, the Wolf Among Us specifically because of the anthropomorphic uh, angle and the like detective story, you know, and it's, mm-hmm. it's done pretty well. Everyone is voiced, uh, more or less. Well, the main character is very good. And then some of the other characters are a little less than, but it had uh, next to no budget is my understanding. Um, they did a really good job. Uh, it looks good, plays pretty good, you know, great story thus far. So I'm, I'm enjoying that. 
but yeah, other than that, I haven't been playing much. I, uh, you're, you made a suggestion, which uh, we'll talk about that at the end of the show. But uh, it was a Genesis game, so I haven't started I, playing it yet. So oh, that's fine. You okay. you don't need to. I, I had a suggestion with that, um, but uh, I hooked it up to uh, Refresher Course on that one. Uh, and I hadn't started playing that yet either, but while the Genesis was hooked up, I kind of went through a large portion of my library playing games, um, just to, you know, it's hooked up. I might as well, what kind of thing, you know? So, uh, did that. That's how I ended up playing, uh, the second title that I suggested. We might as well talk about one that you're well-versed in. Um, Warriors of the uh, Eternal Sun. Yeah, one of my I, favorite games. Yeah, yeah, I ended up playing, and I know you already reviewed it for um, uh, Extra Life, but you know, and maybe it warrants like the game that we chose was, or I chose, I suppose. It's just garbage. <laughs> just it, it's not great, you know, and, it, and there's not going to be a whole hell of a lot to talk about. And that game, of course, is Lagoon for the Super Nintendo. Um, you're Blaine, I'm James. We should do the introduction. There you go. I'm Blaine, you're James. <laughs> Welcome to Is It Worth It, yes. the podcast where we sometimes remember the intro and sometimes we just don't. Hey, we're, getting, so, we're getting into the game a lot faster than we normally do, so this is good. Yeah, you know, and I've never had a complaint about it, and no, me no. personally, when I listen to uh, other podcasts and, like, the guys just are like talking back and forth like they're old friends. That's mm-hmm. like, it just feels so much more realistic than going down like a laundry list of, okay, this is what's in news today. And not that that, that is necessarily bad. Yeah. It's, uh, it just doesn't feel organic to me. And like, I kind of like the way we do things. It's just kind of, you know, fly by the seat of your pants and, uh, we talk about whatever and then eventually get into the subject at hand. Absolutely. Yeah, so anything else you want to discuss real quick before we just get on into... Not like, really. I've, I've been pl- I started playing Breath of the Wild, but I don't want to open up the uh, Zelda discussion that we've had, you know, many times before and just, reha- you know, listen to one of our other podcasts. we've talked about just about every one of them. Yeah. <laughs> so we're good there. Started playing Plants... My kiddo wants to play uh, the, the original Plants vs. Zombies on the phone, so we've been oh, yeah. messing around with that one a lot, and... That one's kind of funky now because the one you download, like, there's no way to like pay for it. It's free, but it has in-app. But there's no in-app purchases yet. But there's like all sorts of just videos that pop up that annoy him and annoy me. So that's a complaint. Yeah. I, I might actually like spend some money and buy it for like the Switch or something just so I can right. know, get all the stuff, get all the deals. I want all that stuff. I don't want any other headaches. So I mean, I might even just do that just so because he likes it and it's a puzzle game. So it's and it's fun. Whatever. Anyways, look yeah, I actually listened uh, to a podcast. It's been a couple years ago now, where they discussed Plants vs Zombies, and they briefly touched on the mobile app mm-hmm. and said it was just absolute trash. That yeah. it was ruined because of all the ads. Yeah, and... it's horrible. It's horrible. Yeah. I have an old version on my phone still that I can play, but I can't. I want to like buy some coins so I can get some you know cool stuff, and I can't yeah. do it. Like they don't support uh, that anymore. So I'm like trying to give them money. Trying to pay money to like, and they're like, we don't want the money. It's like, yeah, it's no. so weird. And it's I'm like, like oh. what does it really cost to leave that stuff up? You I know? know, but maybe it's been long enough. They don't want to support it, and they've moved on. But whatever. Well, you know, and and I, you would think like that that is a discussion to be had because it's like you, you think, oh, surely there's 
some huge cost involved because everyone always takes down the servers and the mm-hmm. you know support for their games. But then you have games like there are what three or four titles, and I couldn't name them off the top of my head for like the GameCube that still have online functionability and stuff uh, because the servers never went down. Uh, yeah, like a couple of the basketball games and stuff, they just left them up and they've never taken them down because the cost is apparently nominal. Yeah. So, you know, and then, uh, oh, I can't remember what I was going to say, but, uh, but yeah, things of that nature, it's like, yeah, might as well just leave it up. If eventually someone might buy something, uh, it, yeah. I don't know, it just makes sense, but maybe there's cost involved that, you know, for certain companies that I'm unaware of. That, it's that probably blocks. something where they, they got talked into this ad thing and the first thing the ad company said was okay take down your other one you know we don't want any you want competition amongst ourselves so yeah I mean, it's got to be something I, I don't realize you know mm-hmm. but, but yeah it does suck and it, it seems like it's happening uh, faster and faster with games i keep hearing about games that are you know out for a year or two years and then they're no longer supported mm-hmm. so you know for those of us that collect these things or, or are a little slow to play games uh, you know which yeah. A lot of times I am, you know, I, it, it could be two, three years before I get to something. I've, I've bought games new. I still haven't played Bloodstained. And I I went to GameStop to pick that up. <laughs> it's like, I was like, yeah, like, uh, you know, and, and then didn't immediately play it. And it's just still, you know, one of these days kind of thing. That'll be one of our uh, games in the future. I think that's a good one. Oh, yeah, I'm sure it will be. Uh, I, I, I played the 8-bit one, and it's fantastic. But uh, I'd like to play the Symphony in the Night clone or whatever they're calling you know but yeah so um lagoon go fuck yourself that game's horrible yeah a little bit right like this is a game that i have like some history with man because when i was a kid and i discovered you know originally it was you know everyone remembers their first rpg and for me it was uh dragon warrior you know my cousin got sent a free copy in nintendo power and he didn't really like it so he was like hey why don't you borrow this for a while and i had never played like a true rpg like i had quotations dabbled in that i'd played things like river city ransom which has like a you know statistic level up type of system and, and so on and so forth things that were on the fringe of an rpg but i never played a true one and as soon as i played that i was absolutely hooked and then when i played uh, final fantasy 2 for the super nintendo i just went just ape shit and mm-hmm. i think you and i are similar in that regard yeah. that that really sparked our uh, love for the genre and it, it caused me to be like this um like vacuum cleaner where if it looked remotely like an rpg uh you know i i wanted to play it you know and this game by all accounts you look at the box you look at the cover um screenshots and stuff that you can see on the back of the um uh box and you know if you could get online and look look at even gameplay you'll think you know this looks like a pretty decent game everything um, looks so, great about it everything yeah it, it looks pretty good like for a super nintendo game it's on par ish with um like not with like say a chrono trigger or something but legend of uh what is that legend of the not legend of the guy legend of gaia yeah legend of gaia a little yeah, bit like that. Or, Illusion of Gaia. Illusion of Gaia. Like, there it is. Uh, Sorry, not Legend. I'm thinking. No, you're fine. Or uh, Lufia. You know, it, it looks similar. You know, it looks fine. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, you know, you play the role of like this, uh, <coughs> like prince or. Yeah, good story. 
Yeah, ish, mm-hmm. right? I don't get very and, far, but initially, you know, fine story for the time, especially. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it's all, you know, magic and armor and swords and everything else. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, but, the, you, know, you know, the first thing I noticed as an adult, which didn't absolutely bother me as a kid, but... Uh, just drove me nuts as an adult is, you know, you start in this town as per every RPG just about, mm-hmm. and you know, whatever bad stuff is happening up in the caves and you've got to go solve it. It takes an insane amount of time, one, just to get up there. You have to do multiple fetch quests, like right away. They ask you to find a building within the town mm-hmm. that um, has its door closed. Yeah, that drove me nuts. Yeah, because some of the, like a lot of the doors are open in the town, mm-hmm. and you can walk right in. And then a lot of the doors have their doors closed, and you can't walk in. So you know that automatically tells you, "Hey, I can't walk in the houses if the door is closed." That's fine, right? Yeah. And then one of the houses, or a couple of them that have their doors closed, you can open the door. Um, they put just their own no room. indication. Yeah. Right at all. And then the other thing that, like, just drove me absolutely nuts is that the town itself is, like, ridiculously zoomed in. Yeah. You see maybe one building on the screen at any given time, which, while, you know, more realistic, like, when you play, say, a Dragon Warrior or whatever, um, and, you know, the houses are, like, four blocks and you're effectively one block, you know, that makes sense because you can see ten of them within the town or however many screen at one time and it makes it a lot easier to navigate said town Uh, but in lagoon it's so zoomed in and all the houses look effectively the same you'll constantly be forgetting where you are within the town and stuff just minor nitpicks but completely annoying yeah yes but the biggest problem with the game i had as a kid and uh one that you know you commented on was the swing of the sword. It's yeah. Or not there, lack thereof. I mean, it's nothing. It's completely ridiculous. It's, uh, it's like the, think of like Zelda, but, uh, take away, like, it, it plays a lot like Zelda because it is top down. Mm-hmm. Um, but take away the sword aspect of it. And instead, he's like trying to hit people with just the hilt. Like, it, yeah. your, your sword doesn't extend past your character's body more than, like, if you're playing on a 19-inch TV, which would have been about standard for the time that it came out, uh, it would be maybe a millimeter yeah. long. <laughs> it is Just so ridiculous. Like, you have to wait for the enemy to bounce up on you to hit it, you know? Yeah. And you have to time it, <laughs> any of these enemies, it's, and you'll constantly be getting hit. Yeah. which is just a major annoyance, but they do mitigate that. I will say one of the cool things they did with the game was they enabled, you know, you have a life bar and a magic bar, and they enabled the system where if you stay still, those things will refill. They had to. Without that, yeah, the game it would be unplayable. I mean, you just, because you just, you have to take damage. I kind of got it after a while. I kind of figured it out for some enemies, but then... I'd still make mistakes, or enemies would, you know, do something different. You know, move suddenly at the end, and then I get hit. So yeah, you had to have that healing factor, or whatever, uh, to get back into the game. 
Yeah, exactly. And yeah, they keep introducing new enemies, which is nice, but yeah. uh, said enemies have um, different patterns or they, they won't be damaged by certain things or whatever. So it's constantly throwing all these wrenches into the system. Yeah. And, uh, you know, as a kid, I, I thought for sure, I was like, oh, this is the starting sword. And when I get my next sword, it'll be longer. Right. I was like, all right, this is bullshit, but yeah. it'll get better. Right. No. It does not. It does not. Um, I played as a kid to get to the next sword. And then when I got it and it wasn't any different except for an attack power or whatever, I was like, okay, this is bullshit. Yeah. Now you can get a bow and arrow pretty early on in the game in one of the castles, but it too is pretty bullshit. Um, it's hard to use. Uh, it doesn't fire rapidly or anything like that. Uh, what does mitigate it a little bit, at least initially, is the fact that once you get fireball, um, your first spell, that does shoot across the screen. And because your magic regenerates, you're able to have a uh, ranged attack that's somewhat reliable. That you can spam like three fireballs at once. It kills most of the on screen enemies early on but then later pretty pretty early really uh, they introduce enemies that are immune to magic so <laughs> it takes that away um another then, sorry go, no, ahead. go ahead i was gonna say this game also does not give you a map which no. pretty standard for this time you know i think the super nintendo they were starting to realize people needed this so early titles didn't have it Later titles would start to help you out a little bit, uh, but not all titles, but that that was super annoying. But what really got me, the thing where I was like, this game is just fucking bullshit, was when you had to escort that person out of the first, like, mine, and the person moves, like, 25% of the speed that you move, Oh, he's so slow. And if you go too fast, they get stuck or they stop. And it's like, okay, I have no sword. I have no map. And now I can't even move. I can't even move. Like, this isn't even a game anymore. This is just horseshit. Yeah, it was pretty horseshit that they just threw a escort mission, you know, within the first hour of the game. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't think it's the last time that that happens. Um, and yeah, they, these escorts, unlike, you know, more modern games, they don't have any kind of abilities to defend themselves. They don't like run when you run, not that you, can you run? I don't think you can. Um, but they, you move so much faster than they do. And yeah, they're constantly getting hung up on things so on and so forth. Um, another nitpick I had with it was, uh, you know, you've got this jump that they start to require you to do like varying degrees of platforming that become harder and harder as you progress. And, um, the jump isn't really well equipped to be able to do these things. Think it's, it's kind of like brain Lord. That's like the one mm-hmm. thing about brain Lord that I didn't love. Like I, I, I will defend brain Lord. I, I believe that is actually a pretty decent game. Mm-hmm. Um, except the platforming on it is pretty atrocious. Well, this has the bad platforming, mm-hmm. you know, that it has. And also, uh, very, very little good to go with it. Um, and that jump is also weird because like, especially in the earlier dungeons, there are like the, the one earliest dungeon has cross beams 
yeah, I guess are supposed to indicate that there is uh, like it's a mine, mm-hmm. right? And if you jump like running from an enemy or backing up from an enemy and you jump to get away from it because your jump moves slightly faster, um, you can hit those cross beams with your head and it stops you. And uh, while realistic, um, <laughs> it's just it's like, why did they put that in? You know, who programmed that? <laughs> you know, you could have just as easily, you know, had me get, be able to go through that. You didn't have to make that a actual um, hard stop there. Mm-hmm. And I would have just assumed that he jumped, but was still, you know, well clear of that beam. But just a weird choice on their part. And I assume it probably factors in later into the game where you can hit things with your head. Mm-hmm. And have it stop you to, you know, make jumping puzzles even harder than they are. Because pretty early on, they introduce, like, floating platforms across pits and stuff. And mm-hmm. this is, thing, you know, like Zelda, when they do it, it's akin to that. Except you have a much worse jump. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it. I'd like to say it, it has more things I like about it. But, you know, not really. The story's uh, pretty jank. It's like, God... Uh, the, the, it, it has to do with the water. The water is going bad, and you have to somehow like cleanse that. Uh, hence, lagoon, mm-hmm. and it, it, like some kind of magical properties are in place. But um, as you're unlocking the story, you know you meet a, a few a few other characters. But like the the meeting of, of these characters, like uh, one that in particular is like supposed to be a pretty big name is Thor. Um, and he's uh, like supposed to be, you know, one of the bigger characters in the game. And when you meet him, he's like, you know, hey, you seem cool. Let's be friends. And that's <laughs> literally like, you know, he doesn't join you, but he offers his help in finding these three tablets. Uh, and that's how that's how he offers his help. He's like, let's be friends. And he's like, I have one of the tablets, and the other two are said to be in these type of areas or whatever. And yeah, he um, he's just kind of a joke. You do kind of like an escort mission, essentially, with him, where he's on screen um, walking towards the thing, and you're having to kill enemies. Uh, they won't hurt him, but he does also doesn't attack them or anything. So, but uh, it does have a pretty neat like mix and match system that you can do as you uh, because you cast magic, you're required, I think, to hold a ring and a staff, if I remember right, Mm -hmm. or or something like that, a crystal and a staff. I I don't recall exactly, but as you get more of these things, you're able to kind of mix and match. There's only like a grand total of eight or 10, but um, you can mix them to get all these different spells. And, um, you know, I, I went ahead and I hacked the damn game. I've got a game genie. So I was getting pretty bored with it. So just to experience, what all it had to offer so I could, you know, speak for myself. Um, I, I unlocked all the magics, all the items and everything, and then tried each one. And yeah, some are, you know, more powerful than others and so on and so forth. But for the most part, I really just like that first fireball, like almost the best because it's like so straightforward. Um, a lot of the other ones are kind of funky to use correctly. Um, effectively like you get all the different elements and then these staffs that can do different things like the first staff will shoot a single bolt of that element for the most part and then the second staff will turn it into like three so you'll shoot three fireballs instead of one um, simultaneously stuff like that and then like the last one like summons actual like dragons and stuff 
Um, which is neat, but you know, the amount of gameplay that it would require to play this crappy game to get to that point legitimately doesn't, you know, the squeeze doesn't work, the juice kind of thing. Um, and then, you know, to top it all off, you've got, uh, just these absolutely horrendous music loops that are like all of 20 seconds long. Mm Mm-hmm. And you will hear them just add in symptom and they will start to drive you insane pretty quickly. Yeah, to say the least. Yeah, and I can't remember who produced this. Was it Enix? I don't remember. Yeah, I feel like it couldn't possibly be Enix because they they made good games. And mm-hmm. and this one, you know, everything about it, the cover art, the you know, the actual look of the game and the style and everything is like, it screams this is something that's good, but like we discussed before I suggested the game, um, there's a reason that you can still get a copy of a SNES RPG for 20 bucks, you know, in 2022, and it's because it's just not a very playable or good game. But this was one that literally every rental place always had, and it was always in stock. So a lot of weekends, you know, probably three, four times over the course of my childhood, I ended up renting this stupid thing. And, uh, yeah, it was always like, well, maybe I'm just, you know, I didn't get far enough or whatever. And every time I rented it, it is just, nope, this is just trash. And, uh, <laughs> well, you know, I, go ahead. I was going to say, well, no, go ahead. Finish, finish up and I can, uh, I, have no, to... I don't remember. I just, I'm free, free wheeling. But yeah, it's just, uh, it, it, bottom line, it's just not a good game. I, uh, <laughs> I want to, you know, say the only other RPG on the SNES that is worse is Draken. Um, yeah, I can't think of, you know, I, there are worse RPGs, but most of them uh, exist on 8-bit or before. Um, now, there are games that look worse than Lagoon, but uh, I can't think of one that plays worse for the most part. Like, and play it for yourself. It's cheap. Uh, <laughs> I remember at Toys R Us, like they had, you know, rows of video games and they had a whole like big, uh, big section of SNES games. And they were about 50 bucks. Most of them. And Draken was 20. And there was a reason why Draken. Oh yeah. Was, like, the only one about <laughs> all of them for like $20. And back then I was like, there's just gotta be something wrong with it. And then finally, like my neighbor like bought it. I think he had 20 bucks and he's like, well, whatever. And he brought it home, and he's like, yeah, this game's just garbage. Just abs-. And we tried it, and it's not even a game. But hey, speaking of rentals, I wanted to segue. Uh, I rented a game quite a bit at my local, I think it was Video Time at the time. Um, and that was Dungeons & Dragons, Warriors of the Eternal Sun. Rented that two or three times, and then when Video Time closed, I actually went there and bought that same rental game that I had rented three or four yes. times, so... Let's talk about that game. Let's talk about a good game. Yeah, and I, I, I don't won't shit on it too much, but I, I don't know that I'd call it good. Like it has its merits. Great. Sorry. <laughs> it, it has its merits. I was able to to play this game. Mm-hmm. And uh, who you was know, your I party? Found... Stop right now. Tell me who your party was. Well, the initial party that I had, like I, I didn't look up a guide because I assumed mm-hmm. I'd only be playing like uh, an hour or two. Mm-hmm. Um, at most, and I ended up playing like three, four hours, and then realized this party is absolute trash. <laughs> uh, this is one of those games that, like, you get to choose your starting party. They're mm-hmm. not, you know, like named in the game or anything. They're, you know, 
Yep. If you played any of the other D and D titles from around this era, it plays a lot like that. And you can absolutely choose a party that will be just gutter trash. Now you can <laughs> totally win. It's kind of like the original Final Fantasy. You can go the four white mage route, yes. and you can totally play through the game like that. It's going to take you four times as long. And you're going to hate it, yep. but you could do it. You know, you could drive with your feet, but it doesn't make it a good idea. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I chose like you know warrior. I think that was mm-hmm, like a human warrior. That was a good choice. And then I think I chose an elf, mm-hmm, good choice. Um, which is also a good choice. But then it was like, oh god, I can't remember. I know one of them was a dwarf, and like there's no reason to choose a dwarf unless you just want a worse fighter. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I learned that when I was doing my review. And I always chose it. I always had a dwarf. So I had a cleric. That was my group. Cleric, dwarf, yeah. elf, and, and I, inhuman, or fighter. Yeah, and I didn't get a cleric this time. But, like, when I reset the game, I read a guide. Like, I'd spent all these hours trying to play, and it was, you know, it was interesting. Uh, but it was incredibly difficult to level up because you just can't hit anything. I'll tell you um, the secret when you're ready. Oh, uh, well, I'll, I'll tell you what I ended up doing because right. I read a guide and this guy had a secret. So maybe it's the same one. I'll get to it in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I would attack these things and it just be miss. And then they miss you. And then you miss them. Yeah. And then they miss you. <laughs> and then you know, they get a lucky hit and you die. <laughs> and, I mean, that's it could be a battle with one fucking pig. <laughs> and it would wipe your party. And the sound and effects the battle, are so like ingrained in my head. Like you just said yeah. This, the next like, battle, though, you you know <laughs> you'd like oh, that sucked. <laughs> and then you fight like literally like five goblins and wipe the floor with them, and then get wiped out by a bird. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And you're just like, what is this? You know, yeah. That same type of it. Like there was no consistency regarding uh like enemies and how tough they actually were i finally on the initial party that i told you that wasn't uh, you know op i finally leveled them up a few levels and it got a little better Mm -hmm. but then um i looked up on a guide to see like what way to go and that guy said absolutely do not play these this is the party you should use so i changed my party to warrior elf cleric and uh mage Mm -hmm. that's a good one and it became infinitely easier because mm-hmm. um, within the first town you start in, there are actually numerous hidden dungeons. Yeah. And uh, when you go to these dungeons, it plays almost exactly like uh, Baldur's, not Baldur's Gate, Eye of Beholder. Mm-hmm. If you've ever played that, it's like a dungeon crawling type thing. Now, the good thing about it is um, you do get a map, which is kind of unique for this era. And none of the dungeons are particularly long. They're not like so long that you're like, where the hell am I? Like I was dealing with, with say Arcana um, from the SNES uh, last time we were talking. Um, These dungeons are pretty blessedly small. And the only complaint, excuse me, that I have about most of them is that uh, they are hidden. Like, you have to, you know, yeah. some of them are kind of hours in, like, in the corners, yeah. Yeah, but there's some within the town that, that aren't in towers. Mm-hmm. There's several on the overhead map yeah. that are like, there's the one that's hidden behind the waterfall yes. that was pretty obvious. Yeah. But then there's like the one that this guy suggested. He suggested, this is what I did. This was my trick. Um, 
you can go to those towers within the first town and you find a couple of plus one weapons, mm -hmm. a couple of scrolls, some better armor and stuff that you can pick up that just helps immensely. And the gauntlets uh, of ogre power. Did you get those? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Good. That's a huge deal because it, it makes your, you know, your warrior into just a absolute powerhouse right off yeah, the bat. Exactly. Um, but you also find an item called the uh, rod of lightning. Mm -hmm. And the way rods work in this game is they have to be equipped to either a mage or an elf. Mm -hmm. And, then you can use that item and it will cast a higher level spell generally than what you can cast early in the game. And you have a limited amount of uses with that item before it breaks. Mm -hmm. Okay. But the way the game works because of programming issues or whatever, you can have that item on someone, use it, save the game, exit a dungeon of some kind, and it will reset that item to zero. Oh, hey. Did you know about this trick? I did not know about that trick. Okay, so this is what this guy suggested. He said, you he said you can get through this game in 30 minutes. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'm listening. Because I had spent like four hours leveling. And he said, uh, go here, cross this bridge to the, what is it, the left of the castle. Mm -hmm. Like immediately after getting that rod and equip it to either your elf or mage. And you'll have to run past enemies, um, get away from them, and then get to this particular tree. There's a damn tree. It looks nondescript from any other tree on screen. Um, and you can walk into it, and there's a dungeon there. And immediately inside that dungeon comes walking up on you is uh, an ogre, a centaur, or something. I can't even remember exactly what. But he walks up on you, but there's a high enough or a long enough corridor that you can use this rod of lightning. It shoots a rod of, or a beam of lightning out that bounces around. And normally, if you use it in a dungeon, it will bounce into your characters and kill them. Oh. But this corridor is long enough that it dissipates before it bounces back to you because it won't hit a wall. But if you walk in, shoot the rod of lightning, it'll hit the ogre once, bounce off the wall, hit him again, kill him, dissipate before it hits you. You walk out, save the game, it will reset the item, you walk back in and repeat, and you get, uh, I think it's 500 experience each kill, right? Wow. That's a so, you, yeah, it's pretty quick. You can get to about level, I got the two mages to level six within 20 minutes, something like that. Jeepers. Um, beginning of the game, right? So I did that, and then that makes you so much better. Mm -hmm. You know, now you've got these two higher level characters that can just um, get you through a lot of stuff and enable the the warrior and the cleric to play more backup roles than anything. Wow! And uh, then he suggests you go immediately north to uh, fight. Fire ogres, I think, mm -hmm. and then fire dragons. You and, and you use a, a similar technique mm -hmm. where you uh, obtain a, a spell called binding um, from this one cave. It ju it's just sitting there, and you get it on one of your mages, and then you're able to bind the red dragons, and you can uh, cast or go all out on it, because when the enemy is bound, um, 
problem. You have a hundred percent hit rate. Mm-hmm. And so you just wreck these things, <laughs> exit, save, re-enter, repeat. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, you just, you can get up to, you know, a pretty high level relatively quickly. And then you go walk and you get the three, four items that you need. You talk to the one prisoner that the King is holding, um, give him the items he needs. He gives you like a route to be able to get through the swamps or something. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you can beat the game in like an hour and a half or something using this technique, wow. um, which I, I did like two thirds of that. I found it to be a little harder than he was describing, but I'm not as intimate with the game as he is. So I'm sure mm-hmm. he would do it faster than me. Um, but yeah, it was really fast and made it so much easier. But what was your trick then? Well, that, was... I mean, that's, that's basically what, what I was going to say is, you know, you can't level up on the, the world map. Like you said, you just miss way too often. It's just stupid. So I would take my group and my group was mainly fighters. Like I had the elf, but and then I had like the dwarf, which was worthless, but I'd give each of my character like a melee weapon, sword, axe, what have you. And then I'd give them on the other slot, like a distance weapon. Uh, it starts out as a slingshot and then you get into the bow and arrow. But then you go into like that first cave uh, or, the, or behind the waterfall, excuse me. So you have the first person, you know, view and then you find enemies and you just, at that point, if you hit B, you're just using, I would assign uh, the long range weapon to B. So I would just hit B and it would just fire, you know, arrows or throw rocks with all my characters. And when the enemy would approach me, then I'd start using my melee weapons and just rinse and repeat right there. And after you know, five or 10 minutes, I'd level everybody up once or twice. And that's how I, you know, that's, that's where I'd go to just get us, get us ready for the game after yeah. I went through the dungeon and got all those, you know, um, you what know. is that? Why is it that you can hit things easier in the dungeons and not on the overhead? I don't think, if, I think it's still like, you, you don't hit as often, but since you can just, you're, there's it's not turn-based. It's just, you know, as fast as you can hit that, you know, Button. Yeah, that's yeah. as fast as you're going. So you know, I'll you be, I'll be miss, 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 hit, miss, 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 hit. So yeah, I, I suppose so. Yeah, because the characters like as soon as you use a weapon, they're ready to use it again within like a maybe a two second cooldown or something. Yeah, right away. And yeah, maybe that's it. But yeah, the, his trick of just using that that lightning rod. Yeah. You, you should you should try that. You'll be surprised at how fast it, it's unreal. And basically, I just typed in like "Warriors of the Eternal Sun Guide," mm-hmm. and this guy created a website oh. of his own. It's not. It's like one of the first three things or so, and it's like all in full color. It reminded me of like the old days when people would make web shrines <laughs> designed. Oh, I, to I still go there thing. all the time. Check it out. I'm and uh, this guy, I think like he made this site in like 2011 or something. It wasn't like, it was long ago, but it wasn't like as long ago as you think. Yeah. <laughs> and he's obviously a, uh, English as a second language, uh, yeah. guy, because a lot of his, uh, uh, what modes of speak and stuff, you're like, okay, this guy clearly doesn't, you know, speak English very well. Um, but his guide was really, you know, I was like, holy shit, that's pretty cool, actually. And I tried it out, and damn, if it didn't work, just, like, ridiculously easy, you know? And mm-hmm. getting those mages to, like, level six that quickly, uh, just it, levels in this game are so huge, just like they are in a real game of D&D. Like, if you've ever played D&D, at least uh, old-school D&D, I'm not as up on these newer ones 
but the older D and D, um, if you had a level four character, that level four fighter could take on and fight like 10 level one fighters and probably come out on top, you know, okay. um, because he's just going to be able to land blows a lot more often. They're going to miss constantly, you know, because your AC becomes such and like, that's, they had to have based the system off of that because yeah. early on when you're swinging at things, you just miss all the F and time. It's just, it's not even, it's, it's more often than not, it's unreasonable yeah. to the point where it, pissed me off that pissed me off and the damn terrain itself when you're walking on the overhead map because you'll think oh i can get through here and it'll let you get through an area for a while and then it's like nope now i'm stuck in between like all these rocks and random shrubs that mm -hmm. <laughs> don't seem to you know it's like why are these even here like is it realistic sure mm -hmm. that's how real woods are but it it got kind of annoying but overall you know it wasn't the game i thought it was um, I had tried to play it before and entered, you know, the first thing I did was walk north. I don't even think I encountered an enemy on the overhead screen. Um, <laughs> and I got into that first dungeon and like got wiped and was like, oh, this plays just like I, the beholder, mm -hmm. which is a game that a lot of people love. And if you're into dungeon crawlers, you know, good for you. But I've never liked pure dungeon crawlers mm -hmm. at all. It's what turned me off of a lot of otherwise like very you know good games games like um the original fantasy star you mm -hmm. know i loved that until it came to the dungeon crawling and i'm just like this i can't do this yeah. or um uh, there, there's a myriad of others Shining i mean just in the darkness. About, like, i really yeah, want to love that game but man it's just it needs a map or it needs something that game's brutal yeah, without a map, games like that are just absolutely brutal. Wizardry comes to mind. Like there are some people that will go to bat for that game. That's a game that you can play for a hundred hours and not realize that you dropped one of the key items in order to win. Mm -hmm. um, no thanks, you know. Lands of Lore is one of my favorite games, though. And that, yeah, just that's a dungeon when they started. Yeah, and, and maps are just super important in, mm -hmm. in, in kind of dungeon crawler, but more, more so than that, like these old school dungeon crawlers, the way they were done were so uh, every wall looked just like the last wall all the time, and, you know, you just got lost almost instantly. Like when you turned, you know, it just, where am I? You know, yeah. <laughs> you can literally turn in place and lose your way. Um, and even the ones with maps like Warriors of the Eternal Sun, you're going to be checking your map often because you will get lost often. But again, at least with Warriors, all the dungeon crawly areas are relatively short. Um, and the game itself, if you cheese it, is also short uh, and pretty good overall. You know, it's got uh, good music for Genesis game. It doesn't look like, uh, you know, absolute hot trash. And uh, it's got a lot of, you know, D&D &D elements, which are always welcome. So, mm -hmm. yeah, much better than I, I had originally assessed. Um, I think you had suggested it for a show at one point. And I was just like, nah, I don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, because it just seemed like a game I would never play through. But, you know, I had the Genesis hooked up and was thinking about you. And I saw my copy of it. And I go, you know what, I'm going to give it another try. And yeah, it was a lot better than uh, than I had remembered, uh, largely due to the fact that you know when I played it last, I didn't get much of a chance. So, true, true. 
Yeah, so a much better game than Lagoon. Uh, check yes. that out. And and one that I think a lot of people overlook, you know, when they, they're thinking of RPGs on the Genesis, a lot of people think there aren't any outside of, you know, Shining Force and uh, Fantasy Star, but there's actually a plethora of them. Um, they're just not, you know, a lot of them just aren't very popular in the, uh, you know, general minds of gamers, if, you know, even ones from that era, you know. So, yeah, if you've got a Genesis and like RPGs and are looking for something to play, you could do a lot worse and uh, definitely do that trick I was talking about and make sure your party isn't, you know, four halflings or something ridiculous. Ridiculous. Another fun story um, about Lagoon is I, when I, I didn't get my Super Nintendo out, I got my Retron 3 out, I think I have, and I guess I plugged in the wrong AC adapter and... Like, blew up the Retron 3, so now I need to buy a new Retron 3 if I want to play Oh, no, dude. So I'm like, son of a bitch. I, like, smelt it. I was like, why is there smoke? Why is it? And I was like, fuck. I think I plugged in, like, the my old, like, Sega AC adapter to... Oh, yeah. I need to get a new one now, or if anyone out there has a used one, I'll buy it off you. Um, Retron 3, which one was that? They played Nintendo and Super Nintendo Genesis? Yeah, those three. I was thinking about getting the Retron ah. 5, cause I'm, ah. but I don't know. I'm looking. Those ones hook up better to the new modern TVs. Like, I have a CRT in the garage, but I don't want to go out there. Yeah, I had the Retron 2, and um, hopefully they got better. Mm-hmm. But that thing, it actually broke my copy of Raid 2020. Mm-hmm. No, because right. games don't quite fit right in mm-hmm. the Nintendo slot. It's real tight. Yeah. And uh, the thing just, everything about it feels cheap. The controllers, et cetera, et cetera, just have yeah. a general, like, cheap feel to them. Uh, those of you that have bought anything early Mad Cats and stuff, you'll know what I'm talking yeah. about. Garbage. Um, yeah, I ended up uh, giving my Retron 2 to Josh Watts, uh, yeah. longtime listener. Um, as a prize, uh, was like second year of the show. <laughs> that and I think I sent him a copy of Tetris and something else. I don't remember. Back when we were trying to get rid of all our crap and call them prizes. Good old days. Good old <laughs> yeah. days. Now we're but now we're ranked number five so. of all retro uh, retro RPGs, so we don't have to do that anymore, right? Yeah, yeah. A, <laughs> you know, at this point, it's just just for fun. Uh, you know, what I love to have, you know. Tons more listeners, absolutely. But it's like every week, it, you know, or month or whatever, it seems like weeks anyway, I find out that, I, that there is some listener that I didn't know about before. And, I mean, it just happens a lot. Like, you know, I shouted out uh, Plotty Time mm-hmm. and was on their Reddit. And uh, someone posted on their Reddit, like, hey, you guys are great. Um, just wanted to say I've been listening to the episodes. You guys are hilarious. And Blaine J from Retro RPG Podcast sent me, and I put in the comments. I was like, "Hey man, do I know you? I thought it might be you." And he was like, "Nope, just a long time listener. Your show's great too. Keep it up." And I was like, "Okay, cool. You know, just one more guy." That's awesome. You know, it seems like every time it's like, "Oh yeah, there's you know when when you really break it down, there's a lot more people out there listening to our stupid butts than uh, we realize. It's just a lot of people aren't you know." very active as far as getting in touch with you so but that's fine you know but uh yeah i'd like to have more but the the people that we do have listening are fucking awesome and you know i shout them out every chance i get and if they ever want to come on the show all they gotta do is uh, message me and we'll figure something out we'd love to have guests we'll figure it out you know 
But uh, yeah, that's that's really all I have to say about either one of these games. Go pick up Warrior Warriors of the Eternal Sun. It's still relatively cheap. Last I checked, it's under thirty bucks. So, and maybe if we're lucky, it might be part of the Sega Genesis Mini Two if that ever comes to America officially. It, it is. It is weird to me that you know they keep coming out with these Genesis minis and compilations and stuff and genesis has just a ton of games that like just never i mean i understand it's licensing issues they, yeah. they're not owned by sega but like this last one they finally got uh konami on board and got like blood or um, not bloodstained bloodlines mm-hmm. and you know that was a big get and they got contra which was a big get um <clears throat> hey baby i'm doing a podcast uh, <laughs> is that Courtney? But, what's that? Is that Courtney? No, no, that was uh, that's Caroline. Oh, well, tell Courtney yeah, happy Court- birthday for me. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She's thirty-seven, which is I think makes her officially the oldest woman I've ever slept with. Wow. <laughs> yeah, which is weird, but uh, it's weird to think because I don't think of her as old. But the last time I slept with, like, I think it was a thirty-five-year-old woman, like. 15 years ago or whatever it was mm-hmm. uh, I thought she was so old you know? <laughs> just perspective now that I'm you know in my 40s it's like ah, 37 that's pretty young yeah. when I was 28 or whatever it's like mm-hmm. yeah. but anyway <clears throat> um, yeah I forgot what I was even talking oh Courtney's out of town um, she's on a business trip in Florida a meeting with like big DMs and stuff. And she actually did sign the contract to take the job in, um, junction city, Mm. um, which is in Kansas as of right now. Um, I don't know. Like right now, like we've got this house and, uh, I guess we could put it on the market. We talked about that, but there are some things that need fixing. I need a bathroom to be completely renovated. Mm-hmm. there's carpet that I'd like to put in downstairs. I'd like to put in new toilets because the ones we have are not great. Um, they work, but you know, and they're old as old can be. Um, so yeah, I'd like to do some work before we put it on the market to just help with the sale value and everything else. Yeah. Um, but in order to do that, like I would have to quit my job, which, you know, I'm not entirely opposed to. And then we were talking about if I quit my job, I could get in my 401k, use that to fix the house, et cetera, et cetera. That was the plan. But then I got on the phone to actually quit my job and I kind of like started having heart palpitations and stuff oh. because if I don't have a, it's, it's weird. I've got like this irrational fear of not working. I don't think that's an uh, irrational fear. That's a that's a legit fear. Well, my dad was out of work for a long time when I was a kid, and he spent a lot of time trying to find work, and he was a much more talented man than I am on uh, paper, at least. He had uh, numerous degrees and all this experience and all kinds of things, and he could just not find work at all. And he wasn't much older than me at the time. I think he was 50, which, you know, eight, nine years older than me, whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, he just couldn't find work, and at the time he thought it must be an ageism thing. And he finally ended up working at Radio Shack. And because of that, you know, him being out of work so long and everything else, it kind of killed the marriage between my parents. Um, I, I guess it stems from that. But anyway, I, see. I, see. Uh, I, I got like 
violently just my heart and stuff. I was in the backyard. Like, Oh, I, I did talk to my boss and told him potentially I'd be putting in my two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wasn't sure yet. And, um, he said, well, you know, let them know and they'll pay me out my vacation and everything else. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I just could not bring myself to do it. And then Courtney is like, why would we sell the house? Because, uh, we might just end up back here after my six months. She's signing a year contract, but, they're saying it shouldn't take more than six months ish to get a DM spot for her. And if they can get a DM spot relatively close to here, we could just continue living here. Mm-hmm. So it's like, why well, quit my job? You know, even though I don't, I hate my job, mm-hmm. uh, but it pays decently. And it's like, why burden the hand kind of thing. So I guess what our plan is right now is she's going to, either buy an RV or rent like something cheap, maybe even live out of a motel. I don't know. And live up there and come down here on the weekends when she can. Okay. Cause it's, you know, eight hours away and then I'll stay here with Caroline, All right. which is, you know, it's going to be different, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, you know, so going to be more or less a single dad and it's, it's uh, nerve wracking. Yeah. <laughs> That's, uh, but uh, a challenge for everybody. Under uh, oh yeah, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a big one. But yeah, she's potentially gonna be making. They they gave her a raise already to do this job in Junction City. I think a sixteen percent raise, and then right. gave her a pretty good moving bonus. You know, they pay for uh, you to move up there, which uh, she'll just be living out of a motel or an RV or whatever. So not really that that money can go towards other things kind of thing but uh yeah it's gonna be different for a while um yeah i don't know i don't know what to think about it you know Mm -hmm. and that that was a thought too because uh i'm sure the listeners are really loving this yeah we can probably uh, edit some of this out (laughs) and it don't matter whatever they can fast forward (laughs) but i've got enough uh 401k where i could actually like take a couple years off if I wanted to just not retire when I'm 70. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and that was a consideration too. Like, uh, if I quit, then I can delve into that 401k, uh, completely. Mm-hmm. And it would be effectively like two years salary for me. Okay. Um, so I, you know, I could just, I'd be okay. And so that was the thought was I could quit and then find a job at my leisure, but I have applied to over 50 places and done a number of interviews and still have not found a new job. Hmm. Um, yeah. Did get offered one, but it was much worse than the job I currently have in every way. Wow. So I politely declined. Um, <laughs> well, the right thing yeah. will come around. I know. Yeah, I'm sure it will eventually, but like my, I've been jumping around. Like I thought maybe I'll go get, an HVAC license, and then I called to see about getting, um, going back to college and uh, getting a teacher's certificate, how long that would take, and uh, that's what I would like to do, you know, but, you know, thought about that, may do that, may go get a CDL and become a stinking truck driver, you know, hey. I mean, they make good money, and it's, you know, not physical work, which I'm getting a bit old to do, all these things so well, I'm all about the teaching thing. you should be a teacher if it, if it makes sense i love it. yeah i would love to be one um but you know it does it takes about four years mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know I'm, i'd be uh on, on the closer side to 50 at that point which is kind of a weird 
No, you'd be surprised how many people joined. Like even this year, we had like 15 new teachers, and about half of them were well over 40. Oh well, so. yeah, I would like to. And like I said, I called a few colleges that were uh, mostly online based and relatively cheap. You know, for like the tune of twenty thousand bucks, uh, I can go to school for four years. Which you know, shit, I can I can do that. You know, I like that. so I like that. Sure and uh, just give a cheat like they don't care where your teaching certificate comes from you just have to have it so yeah, i'll take anyone right now yeah it's gonna be a teacher shortage they've predicted it and it's starting to happen we, we're seeing it in our district certain oh yeah it's bad bad subjects, bad certain subjects are bad and it's gonna be everywhere well, I, I think mathematics is the most in demand, right? Math, science, and special ed right now is the and foreign languages are bit, are getting hit and, but everything's coming. I see like every year we have all sorts of openings and like we it comes down to like the final days before they fill everything. So, yeah, I could do maybe foreign languages. I don't ever want to work with special ed students again. Mm-hmm. I, I worked for Boast when I was in my early twenties. Found out pretty quick that it's not for me. Mm. Um, I, I just don't have that kind of patience to deal with uh, children that weigh, you know, 250 pounds. That's scary. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I saw enough violence happen and, you know, just bad things. I was like, I, I can't be in this situation. Okay. And uh, as for, like, I could do science, uh, mathematics uh, would put me to sleep. Mm-hmm. So. I understand why that's uh, such do a big whatever deal. you want. That's the key. You don't want to do anything. You don't not pass. Oh yeah, I, I would guess history is probably the most popular. Like everyone wants to be yeah, a history teacher. I don't teacher. know. I mean, it was for sure, but I think, like I said, uh, we're seeing a lot of those jobs open up. There were even a few like left open this year. So wild. You know, every everything has something. But yeah, man. Good yeah, luck. you know. But... Well, regardless, I'll figure it out. You know, how I may just end up staying at this funky job for a while yet until uh, she knows for sure where she's going to be stationed. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I can always, we have bakeries all over the place, so I can always transfer. You only live once, man. Out. Do what you want to do. Life's too short. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And sure. that's kind of what got me thinking about it was, you know, I might not even make it to fucking 70 you in here. You will make it to 70. Oh, you never know, man. Oh, but, uh, but don't plan on that. Plan on living to no, but, like I do. Um, yeah, what was funny was I hadn't checked my 401k in so long. Apparently, I had uh, done two things. I never filled out a beneficiary. Oh. Uh, so if I had died, it, it wouldn't have been awarded to your wife. If yeah. you have a 401k yeah. and you think it automatically does, it does not. No. Yeah. That would just be held in limbo forever, and the, the company that you're dealing with will own that effectively uh, that you'll have to go into litigation to try and get it. So we set up my wife as my beneficiary. So that's good. Good. Um, And then the second thing was apparently at some point I uh, pushed my slider up. So I was putting in over the last like six years, 8% Hmm. of uh, my check into my 401k, um, which explains why I had so damn much in there. Hey, uh, there you go. Yeah, my company only matches six percent, so there was no reason for me to do you gave any yourself more. a two percent raise then, right? When you lowered it back down. Yes, I did, and uh, yeah, um, yeah, You're coming in a <laughs> big, big time, man. I'm, I'm rolling in it now. <laughs> now. I actually just took a another loan today, just uh, to be able to fix a few things and. Get caught up, but you know, just a loan through my company, not a big deal. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Yeah, no, I mean, I'm talking about life and stuff. I missed my therapy appointment today because she oh. called and canceled. Oh. So I'm using this show to uh, be a surrogate. Hey, hope it's helping. Hope it's helping. Yeah. But anyway, let's talk. Uh, sorry, listeners, I'm going to leave all of that in. So. Oh, good. <laughs> hey, our next game is going to be Mutant League Football. And I would love to do this Two weeks. We got two weeks to do that show because I don't think there's going to be a whole lot we're going to be able to talk about. Yeah, that was do. the thing I was going to discuss. Was like, um, I I could probably do a show on mutant league football right now, and it would take less than ten minutes. Yeah, but uh, I was going to suggest um, why not uh, just discuss a plethora like you bring to the table whatever you want, and I'll bring whatever I want of like these. You know, there's numerous ones that are like kind of like offbeat sports games. Like okay. you don't see them anymore, you know, but you had like NBA Jam and Mutant League Football and Hockey. You had uh, Grab the Pigskin, um, Base Wars, you know, all the, and there's, there's a bunch of others, but uh, all these games that are like sports games, but they're very weird. Um, yeah. And just like briefly touch on a lot of those things, That's, you know, yeah. because I don't think. I don't think anyone really warrants a whole show by itself unless we were to go into the minutiae about, like, this game was produced in 1995 by... Okay. Well, then I I might need more time then. Uh, So maybe we'll do (laughs) three or four weeks, but let's... uh, Yeah, let's jump on that. I like that idea. Yeah, I mean, you can just... A lot of these you can free riff anyway, and we could just, you know, like, talk about our experiences as a kid playing these games because I know everybody and their dog our age played NBA Jam for... I, I probably got 3,000 hours on that thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I didn't play a lot of Mutant League football. I have played it recently, which is kind of weird, and not because of the show. And uh, uh, just spoilers, I don't think it holds up. <laughs> <laughs> don't ruin it. I haven't played it yet. Yeah, but uh, Mutant League Hockey also, that's a fantastic game. But, yeah, Base Wars. Oh, man, you remember Base Wars? I do. They have robots, right? Yeah, robots. You could actually like some of the robot pitchers. You could charge the shot, but if you hold held the charge button too long, it just blow up your pitcher. Yep, I remember that. <laughs> just goofy ass stuff. You get like upgrade your robots with different treads and stuff, and uh, legs, and uh, it was it was just really interesting. It was an interesting take on the game, and I wish they did that more often now. Well then, let's record. I'm gonna I put it in my calendar for the 13th, if not sooner. But I know we have I have a holiday in there. So let's do that. I'm gonna I'm gonna be I'm gonna be ready by that day. All right, I will make every attempt to do so as well. Cool, cool, man. All right. Well, well sorry about all the 401k talk. Hey, well, maybe someone learned something. Maybe someone out there is like, I should <laughs> have, check to make have sure a have job a suggestion for me or something. Because <laughs> I've, I've been applying. I, you know what? Just to be off tangent a little bit again. I applied for two different just pizza delivery guy. Cause I, I was like, fuck it. I'll just do that. Cause, uh, it actually pays pretty well in my area. And, uh, I got turned down for both. I'm like, what does it require to be a pizza delivery guy? Um, and what was funny was I went to order pizza from one of those places yesterday and they were like, Oh, we don't have any delivery drivers. Uh, we haven't hired anyone. I'm like, I literally just applied. To this. <laughs> I've got 20-plus years' experience, 10 years driving for a company. Um, come on. You, what do I need? I have a 30-year clean driving record, practically, 25, whatever. I, I don't know what it, what it takes. That's silly. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't know how those things work. Of course, everything I'm applying is through Indeed, so maybe there's some algorithm or something, and they don't actually get, mm. you know, whatever. Who knows, man? I don't know how anything works anymore. I'm old. But anyway, uh, I guess that's about it. So until next time, what can they do, James? Keep it retro. And we'll see you next time. See ya. All right. Well, hey, good little podcast there. A couple of cool games. A lot, lot of, lot of talk that probably no one cares about. But mm-hmm. even you. fast forward. No, nah. no, stuff's good. Yeah, I just thought it, it was like, well, while we're on the subject, I'll just fill James in because mm-hmm. yeah, I don't, I don't know if I'm moving or not, you know. And she keeps getting job offers through her company to all these places we just absolutely don't want to move, including Kansas. But they offered her a job in Texas. One, she got a one in Florida today. That's impressive. Well, yeah, she's a, a, like, just like everything else, like this new generation just can't seem to do anything. Mm -hmm. I I don't, uh, I mean, it's harsh, but it's like anything beyond like the most menial jobs, they don't want to take responsibility or make decisions or anything like that. My wife is very good at all those things and it's showing and her company like needs her to be 50 places at once. And so everyone's vying for her, you know, cause she has some of the best numbers throughout the whole organization. I think she's the third highest selling store in the entire company. And she is in one of the absolute smallest pounds. Um, mm. so the fact that she managed to do that is pretty friggin' incredible. That is. Um, yeah. And, uh, they've, you know, promised her this DM spot. And if she gets that, then I can look at getting a job as like basically doing whatever and maybe take that four years and get a degree um, of my choosing, you know, but right now it doesn't, you know, she's going to be gone and I'm going to have to be single dad. Yeah. It's just, uh, it's going to be a lot, but you know, we'll get through it. Yeah, man, you can do it. Yeah, sure. I can. But anyway, uh, Always good talking to you. Thanks for being a pseudo therapist. Uh, anytime, buddy. Let's, uh, yeah, let's. We got a month, but let's try and connect before then. We say that all the time, but uh, yeah, call me Never anytime, man. Call me anytime. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, what, while I'm working, you know, I, I wear that headset, I, okay. and I sometimes I call my sister and just talk to her as I'm unloading trucks. <laughs> you okay. do the same. And Tuesdays, yeah. I had like hanging out in my classroom. Maybe I'll just give you a call around like two, see what you're up to, be four o'clock your time. Yeah, usually nothing. Okay. Well, cool, <laughs> man. man. I'll talk to you later. Later on, brother. Yeah, bye.